today, you're going to hear some new things, and I want to say something. Don't close out what God has done. Don't close your mind out. You're going to hear some unusual things, some things that you might have not ever thought about or heard before. <laughs> okay? So what? I don't want doubt and unbelief to enter in. Amen? So uh, today uh, I want to, <laughs> something that keeps coming to me, and it's, some, it, it's out of the Veggie Tales movie. Have I got a story for you? <laughs> it keeps coming to me, and I said, okay, God, I'll say it. Have I got a story for you? That I have been totally healed. And this is the story, <clears throat> story that we want to tell today. And God is so, so good. That song that we sang, that's what God, I felt like we were supposed to sing. And I told, I told uh, the praise team, I wanted that song. I, I told them I wanted that good, good father. He is a good, good father. He is so good to us. And he's, he's watching over us even when we don't know he's taking care of us. He's taking care of us. And so I, don't, I didn't plan anything exactly. I wanted the Holy Ghost to just flow today. But the main thing I want is for you to hear what Jesus did, what God did for me and for Lance. Come on up, Lance. And I want you to hear our story. Have we got a story to tell? I know. <laughs> Have we got a tale for you? <laughs> But um, uh, I went to the walk, walk to Emmaus, and uh, Dorman and me, and uh, I, I won't go into great detail right now, but I'd, I even tried to back out of it. <laughs> Sorry. But I almost backed out because I was so sick. And uh, <clears throat> Dorman said, you're going to go, and you committed to this. He's real big on commitment, you know. And so he said, you committed to this, and you are going to speak and do, do your, your uh, talk. And I go, I don't know if I can do it. Anyway, he says, well, you just go, and you can just eat crackers the whole time and eat chicken noodle soup and, uh, you know, or just fast. That's what he told me, just fast. Okay, I'll go, you know. And I was, I was pretty sick, but... Um, I know that I did not plan to have any of this. You see all these ladies here? They are the prayer warriors. Mindy was leading the team, the, the walk to Mass. But all the other ladies here are in the prayer room at the walk. And I tell you, they're the power behind the walk. <laughs> I really do believe that. The prayer warriors that go before and pray. So I want to say right now, I want to thank every one of y'all for being obedient to what God did, what you did, and what you heard God say. And you obeyed the voice of the Lord and did what you heard him say. So I, I want to thank you, all of y'all, for praying and doing that. So I went to the walk, and I went into the room, back in the prayer room, because Royce Riggin was freezing our butts off out in the room. 
he had the air conditioner turned down so low, and everybody was just cold, cold, cold. And the only warm place in the whole place was the prayer room. So <laughs> I went back there and sat down on the couch. And I was just going to go back there and rest and sit on the couch and hear what all was going on. And Val was sitting right across from me. I was on the couch, and Val was in a chair. And she jumped out at me, and she goes, you're here for a reason. And I go, okay, you know. <laughs> I was like, okay. And, and you know, Val, she, she's just kind of real energetic. <laughs> and I said, okay. And, and she goes, what's been going on? <laughs> Didn't she, Linda? What's been going on? And I, so I started telling her a little bit, or telling them everything, you know, because I thought, well, I'm here in the prayer room. I might as well get prayer. So, you know, and then what I didn't know is God set everything up. You know, God goes before us. We serve a good, good father that we just sang about. He goes before us, and he prepares the way. And you know what's real ironic about this whole thing? I was speaking on prevenient grace. <laughs> and prevenient grace is the grace that goes before us and prepares everything. And so God had that all set up. He did, didn't he? God had that completely set up. And so I'm going to let Val come and talk from this point on her point because she she was the first one that started talking to me in the prayer room and then we'll have um, each one come up as they feel led um probably Lori maybe after Val okay okay come on up Val this is Val Davis all right thank you I'm Val Davis and I live in Dimmit and um I just want to just say that without drawing in the presence through praise and worship, we would really not be starting in the right place. But I just want to right now say, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And that's what we're here to confirm today. His will, His will on earth. And so, um, Mindy knew this has to start about this walk because this is, this is the activation place that the Lord chose to come and uh, minister this for Jana. And uh, it was not just for her. Uh, we were believing that it was for every team member. We always start with every team member. And uh, then we also believe for every pilgrim. And we know that the Lord has chosen all of the men and women that this comes to be. But Mindy uh, had agreed to do the walk in April. And so she asked me if I would be her past lay director, and I said that I would. So we'd been just stirring 
uh, just really to ourselves. We had visited some, but you know, you're you're about nine months out, and so you're just beginning to just say, you know, Lord, what do you think? What do you what, what do you think that you're going to do, and where are we to go? Well, so there's a men's walk that was about to come up. Roger Lindsay's walk was in August, and there was a men's team meeting here in this worship center. And so I knew that that was going to take place. And Mindy, I knew that she was going to uh, have those meals and uh, be the hostess. And so the Lord says, well, why don't you take a cobbler? Well, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a really big cobbler person, but I found out a, a good way to make a cobbler. So I text Mindy and I say, can I bring a cobbler or two? What do you need? And I don't wait very long, and I hear, well, you need to ask her if you can go help her. And I was like, well, okay. So I asked her if I could help her, and she said yes, yes, yes on all of the questions. So I come that Saturday morning, and we uh, uh, participate in serving those men, and so at the very end, at the lunchtime, well, she and I and the children are eating, and we're just talking about the walk, and she's telling me who her spiritual director is going to be, and I'm stirring on that. And uh, so I just kind of uh, go somewhere, and I have this vision. And there is a room at the Ark there in Amherst upstairs that used to be an older kind of a gathering room. And nobody had really been using it for a prayer room because they had always chosen to use the room downstairs. But we're not the only ones that use the Ark. So there's other meeting groups. And there were some meeting groups that didn't like the downstairs prayer room at all. So they chose to take an offering, and the ark said, okay, and they totally redid this room upstairs, and it was a nice large room. They furnished it nice, and it very secluded, and I saw Lori Morris up in this new prayer room. I'd not been in there yet as it had been finished, but I saw her absolutely standing in that room and just uh, kind of uh, going around and around. And I say to Mindy, I see Lori Morris, and she is to be an intercessor for your walk. Now, you understand we've never had an on-site intercessor before. Uh, many years ago, Debbie Annan was the first one who actually uh, called in and asked about having on-site prayer warriors. It used to always be that family members would come speak or pray over somebody that was going to uh, be doing uh, their talk. But Debbie uh, felt like the Lord said, I now need uh, on-site. They're the whole entire time. And I got to be a part of the very first uh, on-site uh, time uh, way a long time ago. So I say to uh, Mindy about this, and Mindy, she's, she did, she's not put off by anything. She just goes, okay, I'll pray about it. Well, it didn't take her very long to pray about it. I don't know, maybe a day, <laughs> maybe two days, not very long. And so she says, God says yes. And so she contacts Lori, 
And I guess Lori spends a little bit of time, and Lori says yes. And so I knew that Lori was going to say yes. There wouldn't be any doubt about that. And um, I knew that Lori would invest, invest whatever it would take to usher in the presence and it stay, not go, come back, not go, come back, stay and be strong and stout and increase and increase and increase. And how I knew this about Lori, I've known Lori a while, but how I really got to know her was on an encounter. And I was the only one of my Dimit tribe at that encounter, and Mike Teague was there, and Marsha was there, wherever Marsha is now. And no, that wasn't, that wasn't the same encounter. Lori and Cecil, I believe, were leading that particular encounter. You weren't leading it? Okay, well, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter who was. But Lori gave the Holy Spirit talk. This is where I'm trying to get to. Lori gave the Holy Spirit talk. And I just have to tell you, I had never heard a Holy Spirit talk like that before. I won't tell you everything that she said, <coughs> but I am telling you from Isaiah 11.1, 1, there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might and strength, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. His delight or rest is in the fear of the Lord. And she totally, totally, that that she shared changed my life forever. I had a brand new baptism in Holy Spirit that 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 weekend. And she and Cecil did an activation, and of course, Lori was uh, a little out of herself, and she just, would, she just slathered oil all over us, and Cecil came along with a, a, a flicker of fire and lit it over our heads. Now, I, I'm telling you, and every single person was on the floor. No one could stand, no one could do, nobody could move, nobody could do anything. So this was the whole point of that, is that... Lori could be trusted with what new thing the Lord wanted to do. Now, it was not new to him, but it was going to be new to us. And she could be trusted. She would invest. She would spend the time. And she would continue in the growth and in the increase for us to get where we needed to go. Now, during the source of time. We had our first team meeting, and uh, Jana, as my mom would say, was like sicker than a dog. She was not well that day at all, and I thought, my goodness, something is not okay with her. And then as some more team meetings, uh, she missed the next one, 
And then I missed the last one because uh, my son was very, very ill. And I thought I was going to totally not be able to attend the walk. And I exchanged places with Debbie Annan because she was to be in the prayer room and I was to be uh, with Mindy. But we exchanged places. And if I could get to the walk, then I would be in the prayer room. And that's how I got to just experience this wonderful time. I'm going to let Sherry come up next. <laughs> Good morning. I'm Sherry Schaefer. I live in Dimmit, too. Oh, okay. Well, when um, she kind of left that open right there. Okay. So when Jana asked uh, me to come and testify about uh, what happened in the prayer room, can y'all hear me? I know I talk kind of softly. Um, and uh, testify about her miracle. I began to seek the Lord um, about what it was that he wanted me to share with y'all today. And um, really, I'm, I am going to, I'm going to, sh- anyway, I'm going to share this part too. So when Janet comes into the room, uh, lots happens. <laughs> Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of uh, Jana talks to us and she's going to tell you about all of that and tells us what's going on with her and ministry happens and uh, Lori shows up it's it's just all miraculous y'all understand it's very miraculous the whole it was a setup and let me just tell you today is a setup for you every one of you that are here it's a setup and uh, I'm I'm here to try to raise the faith in in here for y'all to be able to receive what God has for you today. And uh, what the Lord told me, the word he gave me was talk about testimony. So I'm like, okay, what does that mean? So I start looking up the word testimony, testimony, testimony. And I'm reading through the Bible about testimony. And he... um, well, let me let me let me tell you. Testimony is just you know being a witness to something, and so uh, we are here as a witness to what actually happened in the prayer room. Okay, and um, so this one scripture though he gave me, I have been scratching my head until last night. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you talking about? I don't get it. Anyway, it's Revelation 19:10. And it says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. I'm telling you, it took a while to get into this brain of mine, uh, or into my heart, I guess I could hear it. But um, over the weekend, a few weeks ago, as I was really just searching the Lord on what to say, what to say, he... Uh, directed me through something else that I'm taking a class and this was one of the homework things was to watch this little video and it's about 10 minutes long and it was Bill Johnson and he was talking about the spirit of prophecy and testimony and he said um, that in the Old Testament that testimony the root word the original root word for that actually means do it again Okay, so when you hear testimony, what comes with that is a power 
that God in, inserts into that testimony to do it again. And so today, I just want to tell you that he's here today saying, I want to do it again. I'm going to do it again. And, and Jenna didn't just get, you're fixing to find out, Jenna just didn't get one thing. The word that was spoke over her was wholeness. Wholeness. Okay? So wholeness is everything. Okay? It's the whole thing. It is the whole thing. So Bill Johnson, as he's talking about this in this video, he's explaining that they had gone out with their students in this one little town, and the students were praying over this little child that had club feet like this and was walking like that. And he said they prayed over that child, and it stood up and started walking just like this, just fine, no club feet whatsoever. So when he comes back to his church, he's telling this testimony. Well, this lady is in the service that is next door neighbors with that young man that got his club feet healed. And she came that Sunday, her child's in the nursery, and while he's saying what testimony means about doing it again, in her heart, she didn't do anything, but in her heart, she said, I'll take that for my child. And when she went back to the nursery to get her child, standing up straight, walking straight, the club feet that were gnarled were straight, all of that, because God said, I'll do it again. It happened one more time, just like that. Somebody was watching TV. And it was one of their cab driver's sister or something like that, if I get the story right. But they were watching him talk about that again on one service and said, I will, I'll receive that for my child. She gets home or goes into the hall, calls her child out of the room, and she stands there and walks straight. So that is what is being released today. I just want you to know, I want your faith to rise up. I want you to know that when God has a testimony, that it, I always see it like this little uh, cloud with the word in it. And it's, it's hanging right here. It is a prophecy. It can become your prophecy of wholeness. That's your prophecy. See the word wholeness up here? And then... What you have to do, though, you have to receive it. You can't just look at it. You have to reach up. You have to make an activation. In your heart, you got to turn. you got to do something to receive that word. And that's what today is about. And there, there is a power that is going to come. There is an authority that's going to come as we, as we go forward and as this uh, all unfolds. But I want to encourage you to be ready because the angels have been here. As soon as Jana declared that this was going to be a healing service, out of her mouth that came several weeks ago after her healing, and when she asked us to come up and testify, I have seen the angels. I've seen them. They're just circling in here, and they haven't quit. They have been in here since the Word. They're ready to do the Word. Anyway, we're going to learn about some angels. Lori has uh, experienced some, and we're going to learn about that. And uh, 
hear about how we cooperate with them to receive what we are about to have. Okay, is Lori next? Or Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm Lori Morris. If you don't know me, I'm uh, Jerry and Charlotte's most beautiful, most intelligent child. They have four, but it's obvious. Um, so I, I love how they were, they were they, that word set up. Because when I walked in here this morning, I heard that word too. And it's important that you hear the backstory. It's important that you hear how it was set up because um, he wants to do setups for you all the time in your life. Um, you know, it's, it's just that simple prayer, set me up, Lord. And, uh, you know, I, I want you to know that, that this was a setup for me. I, I, this was not an idea of mine. Um, and I... I thought I finally got to the point where I could tell this story without um, being wrecked by it again, but obviously not. <clears throat> so y'all bear with me. Um, so um, when they asked me to do to do to be an intercessor, um, you know, I I was going to these team meetings, and I was uh, one of the team meetings. I was driving home, and um, the Lord handed me a key. And he said, I said, what's this for? And he said, um, it's to the supply closet. He said, uh, you have my permission. If anybody needs a body part, uh, you can go get it for them. And I thought, how cute. What a cute idea, God. That's such a cute idea. Okay. Put it in my back pocket. Okay. And um, I knew I didn't have a, a whole lot of direction for the 72 hours. Um, but I knew that the first night, the Thursday night, that I was to stay up all night long. And um, so I went up to that little room and about 6 p.m. And I sat on that couch, and the Lord said, um, Lori, you're not going to survive this unless you do exactly what I tell you to, nothing more, nothing less. I said, okay. So for two hours, I sat in complete silence listening to the clock tick, waiting, 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 waiting for him to tell me what to do. And I'm telling you, my mind, Lori, you really should be singing this, and you should be praying this, and you should be reading this, and, and after all, they, they invited you up here to pray, right? That's what an intercessor does. Do you hear the enemy? That's what an intercessor does, Lori, and you're not doing any of that. You're just sitting on this couch waiting and then the Lord would say, don't you move. Don't you do anything. You wait. I'm like, okay. So, yeah, two hours go by in that silence. And then, then he gave me some direction. And I got up, and I did that. And then I went back to the couch, and I waited. I don't know, another few hours go by, not doing anything but waiting. About... Um, 2.30 in the morning, I, uh, oh, I have to tell you this. One of the things he told me, uh, two things he told me, besides you wait, was um, anything, Lori, that you generate with your own efforts is always dwarfed by what is released through your obedience. So I could have done a whole lot of activity, 
that would have been nothing compared to what actually happened because I was obedient. What is released through your obedience pales. I mean, what, what you generate with your own efforts pales in comparison to what is released by your obedience. He told me that. And then he told me, he said, Lori, if you wait on me, you, Im- you will impact. But if you wait on yourself, you'll just impress. And I thought, I don't want to impress, Lord. I want to impact. So about 2.30, uh, I, I felt like I was supposed to text my friend and ask her for a word. Hey, you know, would you seek the, a word for me? You know, and um, I figured you should, she'd get the text the next day and, and, you know, do that for me. But she happened to be up at 2.30 in the morning. So she texted me a word right back, wrecked me. And then she said, would you, would you uh, pray for my ex-husband? He, he has a cracked rib. And I said, I texted back, I said, oh, sure, I've got a key to the supply closet. I'll just go get him a new rib. And um, so I lay on the floor, face down on the floor. And um, I thought, okay, uh, I'm going to imagine, I'm going to close my eyes, I'm going to imagine my key, and I'm going to insert it into this doorknob here, and I'm going to turn, and I'm going to open the door. And when I opened the door, it was a real place. And I lost it. I am wailing on the floor. I am in this room, a supply closet. And this angel was standing there with a clipboard. And he looks amused at me, like surprised to see me, but glad to see me because he doesn't get very many visitors. And he's like, can I help you? And I'm just, I mean, I can't even get any words out. And finally I said, do you have a rib? You know, and he's like, "Um, for who? And I said the name of the person, and he looks at his clipboard. He says, why, yes, I do. I said, I suppose you know what rib it is, because I don't, you know. And he's like, yes. So he goes and grabs a rib, hands me a rib, and I instinctively turn, and I hand it to the angel behind me, who was going to go and put it in this guy's body. And I thought, so that's how it works, you know. And I was like, and so I said, you guys, y'all are so beautiful, and you're so wonderful, and you're so powerful. And he says, oh, no, 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 no. He says, you sons of men, you're the powerful ones. It was like, you know, he has this whole closet full of body parts, and let me tell you, they're not spare body parts. They're fashioned. But um, anyway, he's got this whole closet full of body parts, but he cannot just hand them out. He can't hand them to this angel that is supposed to go and put them in the bodies. They needed someone to come in between the intercessor and give the word to go get the body part and give the word to go put it in the body. And I was like... The supply closet's open. So I'm thinking, racking my brain of all these, you know, um, people that need body parts. So I start asking for different people. And then I got, and, and it was the same procedure, okay? 
He would check the clipboard. Yes, give me the body part. Gave it to the angel. And I, hey, there was never any demanding or commanding on my part, not in the presence of those angels, (laughs) right? It was just ask, receive, please go give this to this person. You know, in heaven, there's please and thank you, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And, um, so after asking for two or three people, I was like, I really can't, I can't be here anymore because I am just, just messed up. I'm like, I really, I can't, I can't take any more of this. Can I come back? Can I, can I, I'll see you later. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. So I closed the door and I'm back in the prayer room. And so it takes me probably half an hour to collect myself, to process what just happened, and I went to bed about um, five o'clock <clears throat> that morning. So when I so the next morning when I go down to the the downstairs prayer room, I um, I'm like, okay, either they're gonna think I'm crazy, <laughs> or you know, I don't know if they're gonna believe me, but I'm gonna tell them. And I mean, come on, I shouldn't have even doubted they would believe me. Um, but I went and I I told them what happened, and they're like. Oh, my gosh, you know, well, we'll compile a list. There's, you know, we know people that need body parts, you know, and so they start compiling this list, and I'm thinking, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask for everybody. I don't know how this thing works, you know. I've, I've just, I've never been there before, and I just went there just one time last night, and you know, you know how your brain does. And I, but okay, I'll, I'll ask. So um, one of the people on the list was Gianna for a new digestive system, and so, um, you know, we we had um, an incredible um, miracle um, story that happened that day over somebody that we prayed for. And then that night, um, I, I was thinking, you know, I really think I need to stay up again all night long. And um, so I got up there about 8 o'clock and again went and sat and waited and waited and waited. And um, about, well, about two, I had gone to walk the halls and, and pray over the, um, oh, no, I have to tell you this. So about two o'clock, the Lord said, um, someone had brought a sword and had put it in the downstairs prayer room. And the Lord said, go get that sword, and I want you to walk the halls and I drug that sword, walk in the halls of the uh, where the team members were sleeping, praying. Nobody would wake up and come see me because I'd freak them out. But, you know, all of the pilgrims where they were sleeping, I was walking. I was just dragging the sword, and I was just just drawing a line in the sand. And I was dragging the sword through the conference room. And, and you know, I, I do that, get that done, and I go upstairs, and it's like 3 o'clock. And I'm like, okay. Because obviously you can't visit the supply closet unless it's in between 3 and 4 in the morning, right? And you're in that little prayer room. You know how our brain does. So I'm like, okay, it's 3 o'clock. Okay, I'm, I'm going to visit this, this supply closet. And I didn't even know if I was going to be able to go there again, right? So I have my, my list, and I go and I, I lay down. Because you have to be in the right posture, right? I got to be, everything has to be exactly how it was the night before to make sure that I could get there again. And so I lay down. Imagine putting my key in. I turn the knob, and I'm there. Again, messed up. 
and I find out that the clipboard, what, what is on the clipboard, is that they write down the date, the name, the illness and the injury, and the body part needed. Anytime something happens, they write that down. He records it. And then that body part is fashioned particularly for that person and put on the shelf. And there are body parts on all these shelves that have never been claimed that are waiting because nobody knows to go get them. So I, um, the first person I asked was Jana. I said, Dan, do you have a digestive system for Jana? He, she says, yeah. Uh, he said, yes. So he hands me the um, esophagus, the stomach, the small intestines, the lower intestines, all of it. Hands it to me. I hand it to the angel. Go. Give it to her. I ask for another person, and he says, no, there's no body pot here for them. I was like, okay. Ask for another person. He's like, yes, you know. Ask for another person. No, no body pot here. I'm like, okay. So I go through this little process, and then I'm like, <clears throat> again, this is a little too much. <laughs> you know, I, I, need to, I need to quit now. Um, and he's like, okay. You know, and I, I closed the door. And I, I went to bed at like at 4 that morning. And then uh, I'm sure in the downstairs prayer room, they were looking at their watches. Because I went to sleep for a little while after each of my nights. And I'm sure they were looking at their watch going, oh, my gosh, you know, when's she going to get down here? We want to hear what happened. So I get down there, and I'm telling them, again, reporting to them what happened. So we rejoice over that, and then we go to lunch. And then I, I said, you know, I'm really exhausted. I'm, I'm going to go um, lay down and take a nap again. And they're like, okay. Well, I was asleep when Jana walked into the prayer room. And I was in a deep sleep, and I heard a, a low male voice, Lori. And I sat up straight in bed. And I, in fact, I scrambled out of bed. I ran out, opened the door to look out, and, and there was some, some of the team members were out there. And I'm like, did y'all call me? They're like, no. No, we didn't. Okay. And when I walk back into my room, I hear, it's time to get to work. I'm like, okay. So I go downstairs, and I slip in, and I see Janet on the couch, and I'm like, no way. No way. You know? <laughs> I'm just, and then I just start shaking so bad. So they're talking to her, and they're going through this ministry time with her. And then they say, Jana, Lori has something that she wants to share with you. So I had Jana sit on the window seat, and I said, Jana, this is what happened. I gave her the story of the supply closet. I said, I've already asked for a whole new digestive system for you. They gave it to me. I sent it on its way, so I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do now, but let me just close my eyes and kind of get a feel for what, what's supposed to happen. And so <clears throat> I'm standing there. I close my eyes. And then all of a sudden, that angel that I had sent the body part with was like right there in front of her, holding it out. And I said, oh my gosh, he's standing in front of you. And all you have to do is just reach out and take it in. And I wasn't sure if, you know, I, I have a, like my respect level for Jana has gone up since this walk because this lady has faith like a child. And it was no hesitation. Yes, you know, grab it, put it inside. And then uh, Linda Rushing was like, oh, you should have asked for a new bladder, right? 
she needs a new bladder too. And I'm like, oh, well, you mean you could have told me that before, you know, because I'm thinking, I don't know if I can go. The whole time I'm thinking, I don't know if I can go back to this supply closet each time I was able to. But so I said, okay, you know, by faith. So I stood there. Here's my key. Put it in. Open the door. I said, do you have a new bladder for Jana? And he said, yes. But he put another body part with it. And I'm thinking, okay. I said, Jana, I know you don't want to have any more children. I was like, but with this bladder is a whole new reproductive system. Because the Lord said when he heals, he heals to the complete, the whole. He does it. He does it completely. And he says, you need to be a complete woman. And I said, in fact, it's not not the angel that's handing this to me. It is God the Father because he wants you to be, he, he wants you to be whole and complete. And so I took it from him and I gave it to the angel. And then all of a sudden the angel's right there in front of her. Now, some, I, I learned that sometimes when, when um, an angel is given, like it's so cool that they're the ones given the job of ministering the healing. Like we don't realize how much angels actually do in the kingdom. And so um, so these angels that, that I was giving these body parts to, sometimes they were going to have to fly through warfare to get the body part to the person. So it was going to be like a delayed thing. It was going to take some time because of the warfare. Um, but with Jana, it was like, phew, right there. I said, oh, he's in front of you. He's got the bladder. He's got the reproductive system. You just take it, put it in. So she did, and she got laid out. And, um, and then I, I, I left after that. So I don't know. Anybody want to jump in here? Okay, just stay here with me. Um, when Lori said they're handing it to you, reach out and take it, what came to mind is the woman that reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' garment. She reached out and took or touched his garment. And I knew that faith without works is dead. And so I knew I had to, I, I believed, I was standing and believing, but I knew I had to reach out in faith and actually pretend, or I, I wasn't pretending, I didn't feel anything in my hands, but I, I took it like this and brought my hands to my stomach. And what I wanted to do is actually know that I was doing this in faith. I was taking what the angel had in its hand, what the Lord brought, and brought it to myself. I didn't feel anything exactly come on me or different. I did feel like I needed to lay down. Uh, if you'll put that picture up right now, Rod... I, I felt like I was supposed to lay down on this seat. And I didn't, I was just heavy under the heaviness of God, the glory of God. And as the ladies had mentioned, the light of 
was shining right down, right in this area on my, my intestines, my stomach. And I've, I know God did that too. <laughs> and um, Lori was obedient to do. I know this is a stretch for a lot of y'all to understand, but there is a supply closet in heaven. Other people have seen the supply closet. Other people have been there. I want to go there. <laughs> but what I want you to realize today is that you can reach out and touch the hem of his garment. You can reach out in faith and believe for what your need is. And you know, God, nothing is too big are too small for God. Nothing. God touched me in so many other ways than, than, than just the reproductive play, the parts. The, 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 he touched my intestines, my esophagus. He healed my mouth of all the sores in my mouth because every time I ate, I threw up. And so God took all of that away. And he even touched my wrist, which we didn't even ask for that body part. <laughs> took all of that away, the pain in my wrist. I have not had one pill to take for any pain, no pain. I have not taken, and I was taking an acid uh, like three or four times a day just to soothe my stomach, just to make it through the day. And there was, I mean, so I haven't taken one of those. I, in fact, I haven't taken anything. <laughs> and to God be the glory, I tell you. I, I know, I know, I know. When you're healed, you're healed. You, you know it and you received it. I received it. So I knew that it was going to be hard for me to explain to people that everything was brand new in me. <laughs> everything you know he comes and makes our spirit new when we receive him as our lord and but you know why can't we receive that newness in our body too because jesus came for everything he said when he said it's finished he meant it is finished he accomplished everything everything he took it in the at the whipping post for us and you know so that is what we wanted to share today is that i went into this room for prayer well no i didn't go in for prayer but i received prayer i received a lot of ministry as i was in the room but jesus is here right now he's here for us all of us and he wants you, each one of you, to be healed. And, and I'm going to have Lance come and tell his part, because who was in, was it Lori and, and Sherry? Yeah, that was in there when. Okay. Um, did, I didn't hear till the next day when she came and grabbed me. She said, I've eaten breakfast, I've eaten lunch, I've eaten supper, I've eaten snacks. And I'm like, I wasn't making it up. It's real. It really is real. <laughs> 
I was just an innocent bystander that got caught in the wakes, what it amounts to. I had heard tale of what was going on. Justin and Mike and I did music for Candlelight Saturday night. And uh, I had heard in Jim, excuse me, Jim. Jim, yes, Jim's an important part of that. Had uh, caught wind of what had been going on. And I thought, well, I'm going to investigate this because there's some few things that I've been wanting that I've uh, been hesitant to ask for just because you always felt like it was selfish. I never made the connection of how it works until I heard Lori's story. Um, then it all just, it was clear to me. The intercessor is the key. The, the missing link of the parts closet and us. It, it just clicked. I, I never understood it until... I heard how it actually works. I've always asked for vision uh, and wisdom. Uh, I've always felt like that my, my dad was one of the wisest, men's I ever, wisest men I ever knew. He could say more without saying much than anybody I ever met. <laughs> I've always desired that. I want to say a whole lot without saying much. And that's what I asked for was vision. And uh, I got a physical healing all at the same time. Well, I went over to the prayer room after candlelight now mind you this is at 10 o'clock at night already got an hour drive to get home on top of that so i was i was intentional on what i went because i knew what i was going for i wanted it at all cost sherry and Lori and i believe linda uh there's not a group of ladies that i respect more than what you see sitting on this stage right here uh, several encounters that we've worked that prayer warriors that you employ to to, to go, to go to the throne room. These are the ones that I would, this, this would be my hand pick right here, what you see. And so I knew what I was going in, what I was asking for. And uh, vision was the, seemed to be the theme that we all agreed on that was what was being asked for. And uh, the physical manifestation, I'm still waiting on. I will wake up one morning and not be able to use my glasses anymore. I'm waiting on that. That's what, that was one of the asked. But the spiritual was something I did not expect that what happened. Uh, Lori and Sherry actually saw the angel that was standing over me. I did not, but I felt his presence. And uh, uh, the mantle, uh, Sherry kept getting the word Bob Jones, Bob Jones, Bob Jones. I don't have any idea who Bob Jones is. I'm not old enough to know who Bob Jones is. And then I've done a little homework, and Jimmy's helped me. Uh, I've come to find out who Bob Jones is, Sherry. Did you do any homework on that? Uh, Bob Jones is one of the greatest prophets ever walked the face of the earth. And uh, his mantle, his mantle is what we asked for, and that's what we got that night. The mantle of, of uh, the, the, the bearing of the word of God, the carrying of that mantle in the authority that goes with it. And I've learned, it took me 10 years now to learn about authority, but I've learned about it from Dorman, that authority comes from a towel. It doesn't come from a sword. You pick up a towel and you start serving other people. That's where authority comes from. And then he'll give you the swords like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. These are tools, not toys. When I watched that movie, that clicked in me. When he handed them that bag of, that bag of stuff, he said, these are tools, not toys. When you learn how to use them, then your mantle shows up. Then it rests upon you. I know it's a bunch of random thoughts going on here, but it all means something to me. It all clicked that night in that prayer room. Now, the physical that happened, I had a bunch of bronchitis stuff going on. I'd, I couldn't hardly breathe. I'd been battling with it for two and a half months. The healing process began that night. I can breathe easy now because of what happened, the mantle that came that night in that room. I'd always had my doubts, but I want to tell you guys what, it's real, and it is a real place. 
<laughs> I can't put words to what happened. They saw it. I felt it. And it, I'm here to tell you, I'm here to testify today. Don't doubt it. Go. Go to that place and get what you need because it's there. I'm going to keep it simple, Jan. You don't need me taking up much time. Let's do the stuff. Absolutely. All the, all the stuff. I, I did all the things that, that we sometimes, w- the ones that run in this circle that, that we all fellowship with, I want to encourage you, don't get numb to that. Because sometimes we do because we're around it all the time. To someone that goes to a denominational mainline church that never sees this stuff, that's going to freak them out. There's no way. Uh, to us, it's kind of old habit. But I want to encourage you, don't ever get numb to that. Uh, because what may seem run-of-the-mill normal to you may blow somebody else out of their socks. And uh, I, w- I want to encourage and those that are going to listen to this later on on the podcast, uh, wherever you are, wherever that step is that you're in, that place that you are, it's available to you. Know that. Know that it's available to you, regardless of where you are. As Dorman says, we do the stuff. Let's do the stuff. Let's go get what we're looking for. Let's just not wish and want anymore. Let's go do the stuff. Well, let's invite them down the hall. Is that where we're going? Yeah. I'd highly recommend we let these ladies pray over us. Let them impart the things. Let them do the stuff that we're supposed to do. And uh, when I received that mantle that rested upon me, I know I was on my knees in the middle of that prayer room, and I couldn't tell you what was going on around me, but I felt that angel's hand put on the back of my head like this, and he anointed me to do whatever it is I'm supposed to be doing. I can't explain it. I can't put it on paper. But like Jana said, when you know when you're knower, nobody will take that from you. When you know that you know that you know. I want to say something and catch this. You know, Michael and Marion, farmers, if they were to say, I'm going to have a great harvest this year, but they hadn't planted any seed, what would happen? Nothing. They get to harvest because they know they put the seed in the ground. Now, it's impossible in your thoughts, and I want to tell you this. Now, think about this. You know that word, that will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because we trust in thee. That word mind, I looked at it this morning, it's imagination. You can't help but have imaginations in your mind one way or the other. There's no neutral imaginations. It's either in good ground or it's in bad ground. Now, the good ground is these thoughts, these imaginations you have. When a farmer sows a seed, he keeps it in the soil till it comes up. Your part is to keep your mind in the soil. Don't allow that seed to come up until it brings forth. Keep it in the right place. Because your mind, your thoughts are seeds. They'll produce flowers or they'll produce, produce weeds. It's, a mad, it's, it's your part to keep it in the good ground. Don't let it come up. Keep the bad seeds. And you're going to reap whatever, whoever. God really convicted me this last week of issues I've had. I've allowed my thoughts to think too much on those issues. That's bad ground, and it will bring forth. So we got to keep our thoughts where they need to be. Amen. I hadn't planned on 
sharing this, but I was sitting there and God's like, you, you need to say this. So, um, I was one of the healings that Lori was talking about on Friday morning of God just made a way for me to be in the prayer room because, you know, I have to be out with the pilgrims and stuff. And, and I don't know how long we were in the prayer room, but, uh, you know, and I've shared with y'all of, of our, our prophecy of having a, ba- a baby naturally, you know, that I've had a, a hysterectomy. And, um, and so I, whenever Lori, even before the walk, when Lori had said that she had the key to the, the spare room of body parts, I'm like, well, I'm, well, I'm going to be first. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to take that. And so I go in there and I don't even exactly remember what I went in there for, or we just got to talking. And, um, one of my favorite flowers is a daisy. And uh, so uh, three, when three years ago, Mike, I don't know if you remember this or not, but we were at Justin and Arlene's on a Saturday night, and you gave us the prophecy of a baby. You were the first one. And, um, and so right after that, uh, I was at Walmart or somewhere, and Holy Spirit was like, you need to buy an outfit to proclaim that. And so I bought, I bought a little baby girl outfit with daisies on it. And Holy Spirit had told me to take this to the walk. And I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm going to use it for at the walk, but okay. And so I, I took it. And at that moment, Holy Spirit was like, you need to go get it. And it just like, and so I went and got it. And, uh, and then Lori came in, or they went and got Lori or something. And, um, and she had told me, well, I hadn't heard anything of what happened or anything. And I was just, I, it wrecked me. And, um. Uh, <laughs> um, and so Lori, she, she opened the, you know, went to the spare room, the body parts room. And I was just, I was just like, just the presence was amazing. Um, and I had to ask, I had to, I had to ask for it. And, uh, and, uh, and so after that, she was, you know, she said that it's coming, you know, and um, I don't know if I received it yet. Not that I haven't heard or anything, but it's coming, and I believe that. And um, and so I have that outfit hanging on my on our front door at our house. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm so glad you. Okay, so um, when when she had that baby uh, outfit in her lap, and I walk in, and I look at it, and I'm like thinking, now what's going on here? And then they're like, okay, Mindy, ask. And I'm like, oh my goodness, she's going to ask me for that, right? And, um, you know, because so I don't know why we rate th- miracles. Why do we think that a digestive system is easier than a whole womb, you know, a whole reproductive system, right? And so... Um, when, when I went and I said, is there a womb for Mindy? He said, yes, it's been here a while. And he put on medical gloves to handle it. And he handed it to me ever so carefully. And I handed it to the angel behind me who had medical gloves handling it. And I thought, oh, they revere the womb so much in heaven. It is one of the most precious body parts, and they handle it with such care. 
you know, and when I sent the angel on his way, it was the angel that was crying out. And I, I, I said it out loud to Mindy. He said, hang on, baby girl. He said, it's coming. He said, I have to fly through some warfare. I have to fly through some really dark stuff, but it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. And he kept saying, don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. And I was like, I said, Mindy, it's like that that baby outfit needs you need to hang that somewhere like on your front door or something because I said it's like a landing strip and it's like a beacon of light for this angel to find exactly where he's going to where he's flying to where he's going to land. So I'm so glad that you did that. And and so then she gets up uh, and leaves and there's a feather right there. So we grab the feather and we run out and we're like, your angel left a feather to tell you this really did happen. So, yes, and I have that feather in my in my journal, and so just it's a, it's here, right? It, this pre, his presence is here. It it is yours for the taking right now, right now. Okay, <laughs> I want to see some people running down to the altar. Come on, if you have a need, I mean, why are you waiting around? If you, I mean, nothing is too small, nothing's too large. Back problems, neck problems, feet problems, eyes, neck. I keep hearing neck, strain in your neck. Come on down. There is prayer here for you. Come down, receive. Go to... there. Lance needs somebody down there. He's going to pray for you down there. Believe for your healing. Stretch out your hand and receive. Touch the hem of his garment right now. Nothing is too small or too big for God. Friday, I watched Janice. She bought a whole jar of pecani sauce and ate half the jar, and I just shook my head. She hadn't had pecan. She hadn't had pecani sauce in a long time. If y'all remember, David Alsobrook was here, and that's when he gave the revelation that there's a warehouse with body parts in it. Whatever you need, y'all remember that message? So that's a confirmation of what we're talking about here. 